This is a Barita podcast, which is a medium for information purposes only. This podcast is not a recommendation to buy or sell any securities. This isn't a research report, nor intended to serve as a basis for making any investment decisions. Contact a licensed investment advisor before making any financial decisions. Let's get into the Barita podcast. Welcome everyone to the Barita podcast. Remember, you can see past episodes at barita.com slash podcast. Minister Hill. What a pleasure, Roland. Thank you very much for joining Thanks us. Thanks for having me. All right, great. So, you, I mean, we were just talking a while ago. You've been quite a number of things in government, eh? Right? Um, Senator, ambassador, deputy president of the Senate. I hear you learned you were deputy leader, no? <laughs> <laughs> right. But um, right now, you're minister of industry, investment, and commerce. That's right. I know you have a name change in mind <laughs> to simplify the communication of what the ministry the, does. The business ministry. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, tell us a little bit about the ministry, what it's... Um, <clears throat> what its objectives are and, and really what you're focused on. The ministry, uh, as the name suggests, handles industry, investment and commerce. But to simplify it, it really looks after business and all the activities that relate to business. And in order to do that, it has 22 agencies. Mm-hmm. Many of them, you know, JAMPRO, uh, JBDC, that's Jamaica Business Development Corporation, JANAC, that's an accreditation um, agency, um, Bureau of Standards Jamaica, um, a number of other... The Bureau of Standards is, 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 in, well? is in the business ministry. Really? CLA, the, the Cannabis Licensing Authority, and uh, JIPO, that handles uh, intellectual property, a whole bunch of of, uh, agencies in the ministry, and they all have particular function. Two are going to be merged, consumer affairs, um, uh, and the the other agency that looks after all the other consumer issues. We're going to merge them both. Um, fair trade, or fair trading, uh, and then of course we have the trade board. Trade board is in the ministry. Oh. So fair trade, uh, tra- fair trade, and the consumer affairs uh, uh, corporation—they're going to be merged. I want to emphasize that because while I say the Ministry of Industry, Investment, and Commerce is the business ministry, mm-hmm. people tend to think, Raul, that you only look after business. Well. Yeah. A big part of business. Business has no business unless it has consumers yes. who will buy from business. Yes. So, in order to make the, the playing field level and fair, the ministry also has that responsibility to look after consumers. So, we do consumer fair testing. We make, go out in the market to make sure prices are, are fair and, and people are not being gouged. Mm-hmm. So, we have that consumer responsibility in addition to looking after the business affairs of, of business. Okay, and then the, the so you're looking after the consumer specifically, but then there's a whole regulatory uh, framework because uh, you mentioned the Bureau of Standards, and it's funny intuitively to me, I didn't know the Bureau of Standards was under the Ministry of Investment because again, it's just not intuitive, right? That's right. But the, the regulatory environment is very important, right? If we're going to have growth in business and the economy, you know, talking about the regulatory and accrediting authorities. Mm-hmm. JANAC, the Jamaica National Accrediting um, Corporation. Uh, it's very important. It serves 10 countries in the Caribbean, um, including Jamaica. 
we just when when we were on the you were on the the mission with us to yeah. Guyana. Yeah. Well, at that time, um, Janak actually accredited the forensic department and the forensic lab in Guyana. Really? That's actually ahead of our forensic lab being accredited here. So our forensic lab now is really running hard with Janak to get accredited. But it's very important that you have these accreditations. For instance, some years ago, Janak accredited the rice producing lab in, in Guyana. You know, rice is very important in Guyana. Oh, it's one of our biggest imports from Guyana. Mm -hmm. And by we now have the FDA, uh, Food and Drug Administration in America. Janak is one of four bodies that the FDA accredits. One of them in the United States and there are three outside. We're one. Of the four, we have... Three outside of the, and we have the one. entire world. Yes, and we have one. Well, and we, we, among the four, including the one in the U.S., we have um, agreed and tested and, and, and have been approved to handle 10 of the 11 protocols of the FDA. We're the only one that has 10, and we're going after the 11th. Now, what that does, when we accredit the rice lab in Guyana, mm -hmm. and they sell rice to the United States, when the rice gets to whichever port in the United States it lands, they never have to have an FDA test again because JANAC has used as accreditation to accredit the lab in, in, in Guyana and therefore they're home free. So any product that leaves Jamaica, for instance, whether we, it were to be mango or anything else we want to, to, to sell, and Janak uh, accredits, and uh, accredits a, a lab that, that tests and approves it, they go through without further testing in the USA. So it's a very important development similarly to the to the Bureau of Standards, which then, for instance, the blocks that you make, mm -hmm. more and more we're going higher stories, yes. 15, 20, we want to go up mm -hmm. to 60. Those blocks have to be tested. You have to make sure the right um, strength of cement is in there and whatever else they put in, in a block to make it firm, BSJ does that. If you're getting steel, some of the steel things they have to check to make sure the calibration is right. And I, I, I went, when I went over there to visit Royal, it was most fascinating, mm -hmm. the stuff that they do that most Jamaicans, including their minister until then, didn't know that I did. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. so it's, it's we, there's a lot of work that we do at the Ministry of Industry, Investment and Commerce to make sure business operates well. And that's big because I remember there were, uh, a few years ago, the United States had a deadline for some standards, right? Uh, and it, 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 it applied to any kind of food. Right. And those for wood. Hassab and those kind of yes. standards, yes. So would, would, would that type of thing fall? All under? those would fall under Janak. So if you have the Janak certification, are you then not subject to further FDA um, testing at, once you get to U.S. Once consumes? you get to U.S. because we are FDA authorized to uh, uh, accredit labs. Mm -hmm. And any lab then that we accredit, the Fed, the FDA will not, doesn't require the material, the food that comes out of those labs to be tested because we're, we Janak accredits That's huge. It is major. We just got a few months ago. You're, I'm going to talk about it until people tired to hear me. <laughs> Janak is doing great publicity on it, mm -hmm. bringing to market because it is so important. 
and nine other Caribbean countries were use JANAC as their accrediting agency. We are looking at setting up um, uh, a, a satellite office in Guyana um, and JANAC they were there with me they're yeah. probably going back with me in in, in december mm-hmm. um and they're making sure that we have ghana covered um, because ghana is going to grow so fast so minister you, you're exporting government services we're so you're leading by example we're exporting services we don't even bother who, who does it now <laughs> government is jamaica we're exporting it because everything if you breathe, I want somebody to find a way to bottle it and, ex- <laughs> and export it. <laughs> nice, but no, I was talking, so before, like in preparation, I was talking to different people around the office and just different um, millennials that work for. Yes. Right? You know, that's like our core those audience, are the guys, right? Those are the guys of the future and those are the guys yeah. of money these days. <laughs> so I told him, I said, boy, you know, um, Mr. Hill is coming and they said, oh, Mr. Export. Right? That's, that's, that, that, that's, that, that's one of the comments that I got, right? point now you can't say the other ones but if they're not <laughs> keep, them, keep them off the air <laughs> no man it was so i mean we 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 can definitely get into like um you know a, a general conversation around business and business climate in jamaica right so those so your your goals as a ministry is it is it fair to to characterize them as like you know focus on on, on, on growing business and thereby growing GDP in a in 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 a, a safe, sustainable, but but uh, facilitating regulatory environment that is also fair to the consumer. Like, I'm going to shout the focus for you. Mm-hmm. We generally talk about growth, and it's so vitally important for success. Mm-hmm. The Andrew Honus administration has done everything possible during an extremely difficult time because we haven't had a pandemic for a hundred years. Mm-hmm. We've just had a pandemic. We have, when it hit, we, and the numbers were looked at, Mr. Clark looked at the numbers, cabinet looked at the numbers. Prime Minister went forward and said, look, we're looking to, to have a J-curve experience. Now, every time in the past when you have a problem, mm-hmm. it took a we a we borrowed money mm-hmm. up to our gills that mm-hmm. we can't pay for you mm-hmm. take a long time to recover mm-hmm. um for instance after the 2008 um meltdown the stock market meltdown mm-hmm. around the subprime meltdown which i know you're familiar with I am. <laughs> <laughs> um we took about 11 years to recover the problem before that we took about 14 years. Mm. This time we have recovered in about three years. Mm. And so, and at the same time, we have not borrowed any money. All of those other times we go and borrow, and you know, we, our debt went up to 147% to GDP. It's now less than 100. Our aim was to be at 60 in a, in a very short time. Mm-hmm. But because of the pandemic, we stretched it back another three or so years. So mm-hmm. it's probably 2028 we're now aiming at to get our debt to GDP to 60 now. 60. There's a, there are two ways of. to do that. You can either pay off the debt, which mm-hmm. right now we don't have the money, mm-hmm. or you go out and grow the denominator mm-hmm. which is gdp yeah. expand your gdp yeah. you don't even have to change the debt and the mm-hmm. debt to gdp goes on but if you can pay off some mm-hmm. expand your gdp you see how far you are mm-hmm. so my aim is to look at the denominator we want to grow the gdp now the way to do that 
we have three million people mm-hmm. role mm-hmm. we have a per capita gdp of under five thousand us dollars amazing so you know re- in relative terms we're poor yes no people don't like to hear that yes i know that mm-hmm. i am a very proud jamaica mm-hmm. i have lived around the world and i've flown the flag every single country i've lived in nine countries mm-hmm. and done business in over 115 and stopped counting so i fly that flag mm-hmm. but i'm a realist mm-hmm. i know that we don't like to be to to hear that we're poor what you know it's part of that discomfort mm-hmm. that an oyster feels when a grain of sand gets into his shell mm-hmm. or her shell i don't know which one is made <laughs> she made that, it. Could but the sand gets in there yeah yeah and it's that irritation from the sand that mm-hmm. makes them make wonderful pearls the discomfort of facing up to the fact to ourselves that we're not a rich country. And how do I get to that? By comparison. Israel, we have 3 million people. Israel has 9.2 million people. Mm-hmm. They have a GDP per capita of 43,000 US dollars thereabout, similar to Canada with 38 million people. Yes. So you know Israel, and Israel is seen as a quite wealthy country yes. compared to us. Yes, yes, yes. Now compared to very weaker countries, very few, mm-hmm. Uh, Jamaica is fairly wealthy, but compared to all our CARICOM com- countries, we're not. We're not. Go look at the numbers. But if, all right, let's, that number there, unpack it a little bit for me, because it's a 5,000, and less than 5,000 GDP per capita. U.S. dollars. Is, is, that, is that a fair proxy? Like if I'm looking at a country and trying to figure out uh, what's maybe average income um, for, for, your, for, your, for, your, for your workforce. Is it a fair proxy? Most people use? will use, if you notice, when I talk, I just gave you Israel, mm-hmm. Canada. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you Singapore. If you look at, at, at um, you look at Grenada and Trinidad, it's the same measurement you will tend to mm-hmm. use. Mm-hmm. Some people will find it to say G- GDP per capita. Mm-hmm. They'll say, say GDP in constant terms, but it's GDP that you use on a per capita basis, however else you refine it. So let's look at Singapore. I gave you Israel, mm-hmm. 9.2 million. They have 43,000, the same per capita GDP as Canada. So they're not selling to 9.2 million uh, people in Israel. They're selling to the world. No. Mm-hmm. You know, th- I, when I lived in the Middle East, I know that Israeli oranges came to Kuwait and they were ba- banned. So somehow they got them to Cyprus, repackaged <laughs> them, and all of a sudden they turn up. In the well, you know, that's it. That's allegory an yeah. allegory yeah I'm not, i've never had the evidence that that has happened yeah i've heard yeah. that the, um, the orange mts is really yeah <laughs> apocryphally you hear it along the way yes so israel exports around the world mm-hmm. but israel has 9.2 million people mm-hmm. singapore has a mere 5.7 a mm-hmm. little bit more than us their gdp is between seventy and eighty-three thousand dollars, depending on exchange rate at the time. Huge. And the year that you're talking about. So that's roughly sixteen times ours. Mm-hmm. Israel is what eight times ours, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. eight nine times ours, and there. So Singapore did not get rich on that per capita GDP by selling to five point seven million people. No, they sell around the world. No. Something I'm going to tell you, Rod, because I know, given that you're as young as you are, you probably don't know this. I had my research team and I went back and I looked at the, 
the trade data for Jamaica from 1960. Mm -hmm. Two years before we get independence. Mm -hmm. And only one of those years, one single year of those years, 1966, did we ever have a positive trade balance. Now, no matter how you're going to tell me that it's not correlated, for 50 years mm -hmm. of our independence to 2016 for sure, the average, the average mm -hmm. GDP growth per year was 1%. Mm. So that mm. that infinitesimally small GDP growth was indeed correlated to the consistent perennial negative trade balances that Jamaica has produced. Mm. So if you look at people, countries that are rich, related at Luxembourg, which is right up there, number one or two or three in a year in, mm -hmm. the, in the world, mm -hmm. or any other rich country, you see Germany. Germany got rich by exporting. Yeah. China only became wealthy. Their per capita GDP is still smaller than ours, but they but became they wealthy the because they have here. size after they entered the World Trade Organization. Mm. When I think it was a Clinton administration let them in, mm. and you know, now people history. on the other side are criticizing them for doing it because China is now competing with the United States yeah. as the second largest economy. But you, they never came to that kind of wealth mm. before they were able to export as they have. Mm -hmm. So I have no doubt in my mind that the number one focus of this ministry must be to get Jamaicans to export a lot more companies, big ones, medium-sized ones, small ones. As we saw in Guyana, all kinds of stuff is needed. They need big contractors, they need medium-sized contractors, small contractors. They have less than 800,000 people, 83,000 uh, square kilometers of land, the size of, of Britain, thereabouts, I think, and, and rivers and timber and minerals and waterways, all of which the oil wealth is going to help them to develop. They need people and Jamaicans should be ready. And so I'm carrying back heart with me in December. Aren't there, aren't there, aren't there like, like probably something like 10 times bigger than Jamaica in terms of physical well, mass? Even, even more. Well, if you know, you know what our, our, our square, square, mileage, mm -hmm. square kilometer is and mm -hmm. you, you see they're very, they're big. So, 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 so factors bigger than Jamaica. Many, right? many times. And less than bigger. half our population. And less than less than a third of our population. It's 750,000, 780,000 Guyanese living there. And with that landmass, and you know when, when Dubai and Saudi Arabia start to grow, mm -hmm. endless people, influx from all over the world, went in with engineers and all kinds of other skills, and they have to be served. Housing has... Uh, has to be built, schools have to be built, roads have to be expanded, stadia have to be built, and so there are a lot of stuff to be built. So, I'm going back in, in December, I think the second Monday in December, mm -hmm. with a group of Jamaican contractors, different sizes, different capacities, uh, to go and look at building partnerships with with Guyanese contractors, many of them are, 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 a few of them are big, many of them are smaller than ours. Mm -hmm. And they need our help and they, tell us, they told us that we should 
come. We're bringing heart to help train and see what they need and how many Jamaicans we can train to help and go and how many Guyanese we can help to train uh, over there. Uh, so we're exporting that service as well. They said that we must bring the financial services. You and your team were there mm -hmm. the last time. Mm -hmm. Other other uh, firms who I won't call at this instance were also Appreciate there. it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I'm getting more of you guys. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. what I'm, I'm going to use your podcast to mm -hmm. say this. When we're, when Japan mm -hmm. was becoming big and important in the 60s and 70s, mm -hmm. their, their, businesses competed like dogs at home mm. they were rabid at each other mm. and out of that grew hitachi sony mm. atsushita mm. mitsubishi mm. the big ones um got better from competing at home yes. but when they go overseas marubeni all of them mm. if they have a big deal is them come together so i'm recommending that when jamaican financial institutions go overseas and i'm still talking about in, in guyana yes look at forming consortia mm -hmm. among yourselves mm -hmm. before you go to the big american banks no you come together four or five of you and say look we need um a billion five from you or two billion from mm -hmm. it then they can list to you because you have four balance sheets of mm -hmm. substantial size mm -hmm. and you have much better bargaining power when you're looking for 1.5 or 2 billion versus 200 million that individual you might ask a financial firm in the United States to deliver. So you're going to get Guyana mm -hmm. and the size of Guyana gives us a humph and a chance to come together to get to get um, to be robust in order to deal with bigger American and European banks as we seek to grow our own financial institutions through this through this uh, experience in Guyana. So, so all, that's actually very interesting, right? And I mean, I'm glad you said I'm it. I'm glad you would find it because you're in the heart of it. Yes, yes. I, that, that's interesting. I mean, um, you know, stay tuned. Let's see. Let's see how... Let's see how you guys how, how make it's, that work. Yeah, how it's... Um, how and it's remember received. now, it's something I know. Yeah. I have practiced it. I've had to do it for 35, almost 40 years. How many countries have you banked in? I have in banked and lived, lived in um, Jamaica, of course, mm -hmm. the United States. Mm -hmm. I've lived in India. Mm -hmm. I have lived in Sri Lanka, oh. lived in Kuwait, uh, lived in Oman, mm -hmm. and lived in Italy. You lived in Italy as well? I lived in Italy as well as a banker. All those places I've been, lived as bankers. There you go. So maybe I left out one, whatever. But it, I know it's nine. We get so the idea. You, it's a few. <laughs> and then I've traveled worldwide from mm -hmm. Australia to Sweden. All right. It's, it's very exciting, you know, because I was, all right. You, you touch on a lot of things. And coming up to this, we were, we were talking a lot, right? So I spoke to a number of young people, a number of millennials, that I'm going to give you some feedback from their Jamaican right. experience, right? But... One of the things I was saying to them, like if we use the GDP per capita yes. as, as a proxy for average wages in yes. Jamaica, $5,000, you know, we, we, we're a little over 750000 Jamaican dollars in annual gross income. No, I'm glad you're doing that math. That's a problem. A real so when I say that we're a poor country, mm -hmm. you've just translated into Jamaican dollars to see mm -hmm. how much that means mm -hmm. per year. So poor. That's not a rich no. salary by any means. By any measure at okay? all. Okay. So we, we No, we know it's average, mm -hmm. but 
that's what we have to deal with and talk with them in when you're talking about country yeah absolutely and especially from where you sit from a policy point of yes so looking at that so we're going backtrack in what we're talking about because yeah. you brought up i mean you started with israel and you mentioned canada but you went to singapore which to me is kind of a gold standard right so for me for me if we, too. for me if, too if we're aiming at if we're aiming at Singapore, um, in terms of we're setting a goal, that's that's and we hit is, and we hit Israel. We're, we're good. Not bad. <laughs> we're, not bad. <laughs> we're doing all right. So the question, the question is really, how do we get there? Now we know that Singapore was 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 not endowed like we are. They have not. They didn't have water. Imagine. We're the land of wood and water. And I know you're Mr. Water, right? Hopefully we have time to touch on it. I was, I was, <laughs> yes, chairman of NWC. Yes. So, so the, all right. The thing is, when I talk to the, 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 my peers, yes, right. I talk to millennials around Jamaica. So boy, it's tough. They're not seeing opportunities in Jamaica. They're saying, you know, it's hard to buy a home. It's hard for me to see myself buying a home. Um, the salary levels don't allow me to live um, at, 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 at even any kind of basic standard of living that I might have in my mind, right? And a lot of the reason, a lot of the time when we, t- we talk to them, their education is quite exemplary. Quite good. Well, right? they get jobs overseas. Many of exactly. Them go overseas and get jobs. Exactly. So you know their education is, is okay. So, so what, what, what's your response there yeah. as, a, as a policymaker um, and somebody that I know is very focused in, on improving the experience of the average Jamaican? I'm going to go back to Economics 101. Mm-hmm. The factors of production are land, mm-hmm. labor, mm-hmm. and capital. Mm-hmm. Also in Economics 101, everything depends on supply and demand. Mm-hmm. What regulates supply and demand in a free economy is the pricing mechanism. So when you have an abundance of labor, mm-hmm. as we have had because our unemployment has been high perennially, like our trade balance, mm-hmm. our negative trade balance, mm-hmm. and our low economic growth, mm-hmm. our unemployment has been high perennially. So, how much price you get for it when, when mango is plentiful? Not much. You can't get much. Not much. Nobody, no, no one buy it from it. They can't go pick it up from the street. Yes. However, under the Andrew Holness administration, and since 2016, since we've been trying and working hard to fix the economy, yes, and mm-hmm. I'll give credit mm-hmm. to Dr. Phillips and his team who did a hard job with, with, with the IMF, mm-hmm. but we could have we could have jettisoned it. Mm-hmm. We carried it and lifted it to a higher level. Mm-hmm. Where or we made the central bank uh, independent. Remember the fight they had about foreign exchange. You have to control the foreign exchange. Nobody talks about foreign exchange anymore. And and I tell you something. And that's about a year. Traveling in the Caribbean has personally given me a great appreciation for the Jamaican of what foreign we've exchange done regime. Of what we've done. Trust me. Trust me. You have your money. You go to Barita or the other banks um, and buy your currency. Jamaican dollars are real. Is real exchange. Is real right? exchange. You, is re- you can change it for serious hard currency and no restrictions in the bank. Yeah. People don't understand what yeah. that means. And I remember how they fought us and fought Nigel. And Nigel had to explain inside 
the party and outside. I'm telling you that it's true. Mm-hmm. And now nobody talks about it. And we had promised that in time you will not speak about it. Because all you really want is that you want to be able to buy the US dollars or the British pound if you need to have it. If you need to get it, take your Jamaican dollars and then you do it. So we have that. We did that. So what... And, so, and by the way, just to bring it to what it actually means, at a meeting when we were uh, overseas in Ghana? with um, yeah, with with a local banker. And he was saying that he had a client that had some money offshore um, in another Caribbean country. Right. 1.5 million US dollars. Been trying to get it out for two years. Can't get it out. So so the question is, if my... And we all can take 10 10 guesses and guess where it is. (laughs) You can't get it out. The question is this. (laughs) If... If my 1.5 million US dollars is 1.5 is an important number. <laughs> you, you can repeat it again in a row. <laughs> you can say 1.5 again. I don't mind. <laughs> but but the, the, real, the question on liberalized foreign exchange yes. in the country, my thing is, if I put my if I put my if I put money down in Jamaica for investment, right? As, as, a, as an investor, if for whatever reason I'm moving capital around, or if I have to pay bills, I can get it out, no problem. You can get it out without any, pro- you don't have to go to a bank and line up, you don't have to re- sign no paper or anything. You take your, you may do your RTG mm-hmm. and tell them so, that I want US dollars, put it mm-hmm. here and go on. And if I, and then, because and the question to me is, if I can't get it out, do I really have the money? Well, you know, it's interesting. I'm going to come back to your question mm-hmm. about the, the millennials, mm-hmm. but I'm going to tell you this. You asked a very important question, which is part of what makes Jamaica such an attractive investment destination. Yes. When I took over the National Bank of Oman, mm-hmm. BCCI crashed the bank and they hired me to come in and, and fix it. Mm-hmm. The Minister of Defense in Oman was in California, like, said, um, BCCI crash on a Friday. Mm-hmm. Monday morning, him turn up in a bank in California. Some little young blonde chick in carrying BCCI um, traveler's checks. That time, people had traveler's checks. Mm-hmm. Um, 1991. To change. This little young chick out of college says, What is this? BCCI doesn't exist. What is this? I mean, really wondering if you wanted to defraud your bank. Wow. <laughs> it's the Minister of Defense of Oman. His Majesty's uncle. Wow. Said Haitham. His Highness called up the, the defense chief of staff and tell them that they must take all the, the troops must take all their money out of NBO. I mean around the bank and I may just take it over. Whoa. Like two or three weeks. <laughs> what did you so do? I said, what am I gonna do? So the reason why I remember, mm-hmm. because the key about financial security mm-hmm. is whether it's not where you can put your money. Mm-hmm. It's can you take it out? Mm-hmm. Or you can get can it you out. take out your money? <laughs> so every time they tell me about who is going to be the next superpower in financial activities, I have one question for you. Mm-hmm. When there's a crisis, are you going to put your money in that capital? When there's a crisis, it's only good. It, it even leaves London and Frankfurt. It yes. goes to New York. Yes. Yes. But, so said, 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 said move the money. So I, we got, come together, bring my team together. We said, what are we going to do? So you know what we did? 
Bedouins in Oman have the right to walk around with their rifles, and they do. Mm-hmm. That's a right. Mm-hmm. And them turn up in the rifle. Not to shoot anybody, but to demand their money. Not well, to stick you up and say, yeah, we want yeah, your yeah, money yeah, yeah. like Lebanon, but to say, look, we want your money. It's, but that say, could say, have been fun say, either way. No, Said said we must take out the money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's the Minister of Defense and the, and the Sultan's uncle. So he said, we got together and we agreed. Put, take out all the money in the vault and put it on the counter. Nobody steals anything in a man mm. because the, the, the sanctions are too great. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So you, we put all the money that we had in each branch vault on the counter. Here's the money. So, aside whatever your name is, mm-hmm. here's the money. Safe. Mm-hmm. Call it. Here's the money. It's mm-hmm. safe. And I'm looking at it and I'm thinking and I'm looking at it. And then I'm walk out of the bank. And say so you can keep it. We save ourselves by putting the money. In other words, as long as he knew he could get his money, his money is safe. Yeah. It's not where you put your money that makes you feel safe. Some people feel that way, so you put it in Switzerland. Yes. Really want to, what you really want to know is when you can get your money out yeah. when you want it. Yeah. So to go back now, I went through we went through all that because we're talking about the pricing of labor. Yes. Remember now? The three things, factors of production, land, labor, and capital. Mm -hmm. Labor has been plentiful. Mm -hmm. Or unemployment was very high. Mm -hmm. So businesses could pay... A low price. A low price. Mm -hmm. And you can't blame business for that. Mm -hmm. If mangoes are plentiful, you're not going to buy it expensively. That's how it goes. So now, we are at a historic low in our unemployment in our unemployment mm-hmm. we're down to six percent mm-hmm. or just about there now in an emerging market six percent is very close to, to high full employment. employment to full employment mm-hmm. now we might go out and get some young people who are on the streets mm-hmm. get them apprenticeship and add to the labor pool mm-hmm. but business are demanding more and more labor mm-hmm. then you're going to hear a sucking sound from guyana mm-hmm. 780 people with 83,000 square kilometers of land to, f- to fix and build and grow. Mm-hmm. You're going to hear a sucking sound from Guyana coming to Jamaicans. Minister Clark has already announced that he's going to raise the salaries of uh, people working for government. Remember that discussion? Mm-hmm. The, f- the police and the nurse and everybody else, they're going to raise their salaries. Mm-hmm. So people are not going to be so willing to leave government. If the rise, if the price rises is, is good, to go and work for private sector because they have more security in government. What they don't have in government is cash. Mm-hmm. So businesses can encourage them with cash. Yes. Well, if they're getting better cash, mm-hmm. um, maybe not right up to business, but uh, but more, but no security and cash, mm-hmm. they're not going to leave so easily. Mm-hmm. So business will find out what the economic terms are <laughs> and when there's a scarcity the price goes up roll mm-hmm. so i'm not going to say um prices are going to go up mm-hmm. i'm i'm just telling you how economics works yes so you can then as you when you run your business mr businessman decide what you're going to do are you going to be in there first trying to keep your employees mm-hmm. by treating them better maybe paying them somewhat a little better because competition has changed 
and and so uh, I expect that the issue of you talking about not having, I mean, seven hundred fifty thousand. You're talking about five thousand uh, US dollars. You just translate into Jamaican dollars. That's not a lot of money. It's less than a million dollars. Mm-hmm. So you, we're not rich. So people have to get paid differently. I imagine as as the unemployment issue. What will also happen, of course. There are certain skills that we will not have in the country. Yep. Singapore doesn't have all its skills. The United States doesn't have all mm-hmm. its skills. So you're going to have to import skills. Mm-hmm. So you have to see that as a reality. But also at the lower levels, um, some businesses will find that they will have to do something down there to make sure that they, they keep their employees or get new ones that they need them. It's, and again, it's supply and demand. I'm not saying what must happen. I'm just mm-hmm. telling you how it will work. So, I mean, is it fair to say that your ministry is focused on maximizing employment? My ministry is focused on maximizing right now mm-hmm. exports. Why? In order, I'm not even waiting till we have more investments to export. Mm-hmm. We people export water, and all it is bottle it and put a label on it, and yep. on the export. Yep. So people are now exporting, but. Roll, you think about this, you and your peers, when you go out together, how many times you ever talk about export? You talk about Rishi Sunak is now British Prime Minister. You hear an election coming up next month for Biden and whoever else running against him. What is happening here? We have um, good things going on in our music business and so on, and we have some problems. We talk about all those things. Mm. We might even talk about Bami, but we don't talk about export. Well, in our friends, remember a lot of my peers work at Burrito, so conversation might be a little different. No, but but, um, but, even the, but that's the point. The point. But the point, you guys are at the higher level in our economy, mm. at your peer level, and you don't speak about export. So if we don't speak, I bet you everybody in Singapore Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Practically everybody in Singapore and Israel talk about export. They might export something to United and is Israel, United States and Europe. Why aren't we doing the same thing? So now I want that conversation to change. In changing the conversation, I remember about four months ago, I spoke at one of these things where I spoke about my export. A lady in there about three weeks later come back to me. Young lady, one of the millennials they're talking about. Mm-hmm. She was making some product or other, I don't remember if it's beauty product or food product. He say, no, I thought about exporting, but I never give it much thought. When you spoke, mistake. I went and I looked what I can do in Florida. And today I have sent off one or two containers and I'm developing more to send containers. You know? Just the woman never exported before. So she find a way through Jampro and customs to get her export going. And other people, uh, Mrs. Munsey from, from she she has this this wonderful food product mm-hmm. that she's looking to sell to to Ghana. She was there with us, mm-hmm. and you you probably saw her. Yeah, may right. even have talked to her, mm-hmm. and she's looking to source things in Ghana, process it here, ship it around the world. Big big business. Uh, she's looking from a small business. Most of what she makes right now, seventy five percent of it is export, and she's an SME. She's not even yet listed on the on the stock exchange. She's she's looking to go in that direction. So. She's looking, I think, this year or early next year to be listed. Mm-hmm. So you see, it's not just big business I'm talking about. Big businesses are exporting and more, we want them to export more. You know, Grace, Wysinko, mm-hmm. all these guys, Jamaica Brothers Group, they're all exporting. Mm-hmm. But we want them to export more. But we want more people to export more. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's the first focus. Why am I focusing there? 
because when you're exporting more and you see more market, you begin to invest. Mm. You begin to go to other people like Barita mm -hmm. and the other financial houses who have money to, to help people invest, whether through equity or debt, and then they build their businesses, you employ more people. So I don't start off with employment issue. I start off with selling. Yes. Sell yes. what we have, yes. find new markets. When you start exporting, you have to raise the quality. So you have to invest more. Mm. So we have better businesses that employ more people. Mm. So it works out across the border. So my focus is that export, because we haven't looked at it at all. I mean, one year, in 60 years is when we make a, a, a positive um, trade trade balance. For a small are we trade mad? dependent economy, are we mad? right? We're trade dependent. We buy everything. Don't make any well, sense. Well, let me tell you what the numbers sound like last year. Mm -hmm. We spent $5.975 billion buying goods and services, US dollars. We exported, listen to this, 1.441 billion US dollars. The gap is 4.5 billion US dollars to fix our water system, where downtown will cost um, 800 million US dollars. To fix the water system, a study we had done by Castelli, it will cost us 4.5 billion dollars to fix the NWC, and, and part of it through privatization. That's what our trade gap is. Mm -hmm. One item on our import bill roll costs us $2 billion. That's the import of oil. Mm. So you see, we, so the $2.2 billion dwarfs 1.441, but it also tells us that that $2 billion better be quickly converted into renewable things that we make here, mm. Mm. or we offset that rather than produce that then send our money to produce jobs for all producing countries yes yes we need to look at the whole that's why i'm so pushing export so that you also look at at imports but i mean all right so i have like simple rules in life you see certain people you know when they're when when they're going after uh opportunities it mm -hmm. it 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 piques my interest because you know um you know, you 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 know our our group CEO is the type of man that you know you hear him talking Relentless. about something is like hmm. It, when you check it out, it's usually huge. And because he's done it, he's gone through it long time. Yeah, and I mean, I have so I have you on my list, right? So I hear you talking about experts, I hear you talking about experts. But if you look at the numbers, and I mean, maybe you can explain this to me. I mean, you just said we're we're at a little under one point five in terms of exports against the economy that maybe give or take is like fourteen billion. So 14. maybe we're billion. we're right around ten percent of GDP in terms of exports. And I looked at. You know, I saw a number for Singapore's exports that was a triple-digit number. Of course. That's how they're rich. So That's how they're rich. You, it, so the export You're going to probably see the same thing for Germany and certainly for Israel, I, I can bet. Luxembourg for sure. And Luxembourg exports a lot of services. Not so much Goods. phones and digits and gadgets. Yeah. yeah. So, so the thing about it, the, the point I'm making is the export opportunity is a gigantic one. Huge one. Right? So I want to, like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to come to a couple of things. Because in the same conversation that I was having with my peers about, you know, where salaries are, where GDP per capita is, I was saying that for the, if the average Jamaican steps back for a second and takes a more global point of view, you will see opportunity. 
That, Absolutely. That was my my um my 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 perspective, which is why I want to open your minds. Yeah. That's why I want you all. Whenever you go and have a drink, mm-hmm. you have to be in there like the evangelist. Like if, if Paul is anywhere, Saint Paul would find a way to talk about Jesus. <laughs> my approach is: if anybody invite me to a burial. I'm going to find a way to talk about export. So if you don't want to hear about export, don't invite me to your to, to, to your funeral. So, all right, well, so let's talk about it, right? Let's talk. I mean, from like from our point of view. So we're in Guyana. Let's talk a bit about right. Guyana, and um, which was a very good experience. I, I mean, I'm sure you'll you'll attest no, to that. Yeah, it Those has, it who, has because been. you will have talked to people who I wouldn't talk to in the, in detail. Mm. You'd have talked to your peers in business, yeah, and they all said when I had short discussions with them that they were very pleased as to how it went yeah so i mean i'm i'm looking and again you talk about i know for me like i said i came back with a a deep appreciation for like so i was excited by the opportunity but then i also came back with a deeper appreciation for jamaica right absolutely even what we've done with our you know we're we're in finance so our financial system our capital markets by comparison you're way ahead years ahead so jamaica seems to be like a regional lead and they're looking to jamaica they are honestly not 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 feeling put back put down Mm. they look to jamaica and say yes we want to because your central bank is so good and Mm -hmm. stock market Mm -hmm. is well regulated Mm -hmm. bloomberg rates it so they're very they're very pleased to look at jamaica in uh, that's what i found i found in capital markets and in cricket they had high regard yeah. for jamaica so we had just won a, a match yeah uh, uh 2020 I, yeah in, in, and they were cheering for us, for us. yeah they were not they were not in the finals so we were their choice exactly <laughs> so i found that and i mean I, I must say too um you know thanks for the invite we were treated very well at airports and so forth i mean i really appreciated that but so the export i'm thinking about is our capital markets of course right i'm thinking you know what's going on in guyana i don't know i mean you can tell me what you think i mean i'll tell you my perspective of it and you can share it let me hear what you come away with and then i'll give you some i feel like, i had extensive discussion with the minister of finance so, so i'll i'll tell you what i what that's my great. perspective is go ahead that's great so i i am um, so i i went down there and there are just a couple of things that struck me i really i'm saying this is a country that is expected to grow 57 percent this year right i mean this this is and that this could is a be country. Low. <laughs> it could be low no this is a country growing like a stock and and it, and and when i looked at so i look at imf projections of five years old they have they have an average a nominal average north of 30 percent this is right. gdp growth right looking five years old and i said to myself wait what's going on here i mean i heard so i heard they were building four highways yes. simultaneously right i i mean i never i, I wasn't able to send the drone out to check where all the highways <laughs> are but what i did do we drove to that to the to the airport and the traffic the traffic was just like standstill and when i when i investigated the traffic it was trucks it was trucks carrying aggregating every stuff building materials that's right and i said to myself wait hold on i saw the plans for the for the for the for the ring roads and the roads it's amazing so i'm looking at it and i'm saying you know i see i see the new hotels right these guys say hey they have a couple years se- ago they have six or seven hotels being built right now there was no hotel here one is being built by a jamaican contractor financed by one year one year competitors well there you go i mean <laughs> they, they, we went we went down there and you know first of all all these hotels were full 
they were every full, single one of them right getting a room was 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 Impossible. a whole experience right. you understand so it's just like okay all right there really does seem like something you know real stuff is happening hey listen minister i come back and i tell my friends you know and this is they're saying boy you know what, what was going on like i said all right imagine imagine you're driving in papine one day and you see the place zinc off and then you wonder what's going on there and in 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 six eight months the zinc come down and apple has built a campus in the middle of papine i mean we went out in guyana and i mean where halliburton had their plant it's it's like it's like a it's, it's like a gold rush and everybody's like listen i need this i need that you know we need people we need land we need, we need all the factors of, of we production need everything and I, so we went out and met with business right because in my mind minister i'm saying this country is huge right this is this is an opportunity like take i've those, never seen those opportunities and and i'm talking to business and they're saying guys we need capital all right we need capital markets i feel like i'm i'm witnessing a once in a lifetime opportunity let me tell you this i have had the privilege of what watching the middle east build out mm. in their wealth mm -hmm. and we used to have this joke as bankers going to dubai that we would go to dubai and drive down the street to go to the central bank as bankers we you have to go and pay penance to the, mm -hmm. to the central bank <laughs> and by the time we come back in the evening there's a 40 story building built and the road has changed <laughs> sheikh Mohammed has built a 40 story building and the road has changed and you have to drive somewhere else it's, it was hyperbole yes. but to make the point yes well look at guyana guyana had a one list to this 1.7 billion US dollars GDP about three years ago. Mm. This year it's about 7.1. You see the multiple, the, the, the multiplier? You see how many multiples that's gone up and you hear where you projected to go? Minister, so, I was looking at projections that said the resource fund would have 14 billion by 2026. Their aim is to be well managed and looked after like the, not even the Singapore fund or the Abu Dhabi Investment Authorities Fund, the but the Norwegian. Whoa. That's where I spend a lot of time with um, Dr. Asne uh, Singh, who is the Minister of Finance. And we had an extensive discussion because clearly my Middle East background, banking and so on, it was, Norway is the big was very interesting. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. So you look at what is happening in Guyana. And I suggest to you that Guyana is going to be to certainly to CARICOM and or part of the Caribbean, what Saudi Arabia was to um, Dubai, Oman, uh, all these various, various Emirates, mm -hmm. even Kuwait, which is a, a really big economy. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm saying to Jamaicans, for heaven's sake, don't let everybody else come from everywhere else and beat us. Mm -hmm. Go there, follow the rules. They want to have partnerships. They don't want pe people to come in and be carpet baggers. Yes. But instead of looking to own all of a little grape. Mm -hmm. Take the view that you want to find a big melon and get a big slice of a big melon rather than all of a grape. Rather than be crabbing the bag. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. We're going to participate. We're going to have partners. Mm -hmm. We'll have a big share of a melon mm -hmm. and forget the little grape. Mm -hmm. So that's where Guyana is going to be. Jamaica is very well poised because they like Jamaicans. We have a good relationship with mm -hmm. them. We are probably, they want us and we will have to look at improving our, our diplomatic arrangements with them. We raise it to a high, much higher level. Mm -hmm. And as I tell you, 
I plan to go back in the middle of December, taking an even bigger delegation. Bigger than what you carried? Bigger than the 35 of that. It was growing every day when we were down there. You know, people kept coming. <laughs> I had people on the phone saying, why am I not down there? And so many of them have booked already. Our team grew midweek, by the way. More people came down for you. So we're looking at that, mm-hmm. and Jamaica is well poised. Our economy is, is doing well. Uh, we can't predict the future, nor can you, mm-hmm. um, but we're going to make sure we keep the management structure going well to, to make sure we're transparent. We work towards moving our debt down, but more importantly, we work towards growing our GDP through exports and investments in exports. And I know that we have many hotels coming in in the near future. You're going to hear Minister Ed Bartlett and the Prime Minister announce and open hotels. So Jamaica is seen as a very good and attractive investment destination. Our job in the Ministry of Business is to make sure we keep burnishing that that reputation and that object as a as an investment destination to invite investors into Jamaica. And by the way, when we met with the Chamber of Commerce down there, yes, you know they were saying. So they're talking about opportunities in Guyana and they're saying we need help with all kind of things they're saying boy they need people right I said boy you know we definitely have people but that I said we're taking we're taking heart we need with us this time we need agribusiness I said boy we definitely Holy know how to do that then the music to my ears was we need help with tourism I said boy if it's one thing if it's one thing Jamaica is globally competitive in so I said to myself and they talked to me about that they said they want or tourism experts to come down there and work with them to build their industry and they don't necessarily want sand and sea they mm-hmm. said no 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 no. we mm-hmm. have lots of trees and mm-hmm. rivers mm-hmm. and places that you can overtake anybody in the world that has uh, all these things that you ski down um, on on the uh, in the forest on. yes uh, and they want to build environmental tourism mm-hmm. and we have people here who are, who are doing a chuckle chucker and all of these other guys so um, I'm going to talk to them and say, come on down with me. Yeah, I mean, I I think there's a real synergistic win-win opportunity here. Because, like you said, it's less than a third of the population, 10 times the landmass. Many more times than 10. And, and, I, and I mean, when, you know, people don't understand, you know, when a, when an ExxonMobil comes in and starts to write checks, I mean, the, the, the fight is what? It's 11 billion barrels that they've confirmed. 16, so 16 billion Look barrels Look confirmed. Look at that. And they're still drilling. And, and, and you can bet they don't announce everything that yeah, they've found. Absolutely. absolutely. So, quite literally... ExxonMobil can sign off on an investment program that is bigger than the GDP of Jamaica. So to, to my thinking, I think this is a huge opportunity for us to do exactly what you said. We can cooperate and I think everybody can win in, in the building process. Out. Yeah. That's right. So so that's that's my view. And, and I think I think it's really just um, you know, once in a lifetime. And we need to grow. We cannot be com- be happy with a five thousand no. um, U.S. dollars per year per capita GDP, less than a million Jamaican dollars. That doesn't make sense for a country that has so much prospect, and and people are as smart as we are. 
we need to make sure that we are grow and we have to have products and services that people want to buy and we must create them invest in them but start even right now selling what we have in a better way and look for new markets i'm not just going to ghana i'm going to take trade missions to various different places that make sense for our economy mm-hmm. i'm saying because i'm looking at it, i'm saying okay what what does jamaica do at a world-class level right um you know tourism is the kind of obvious one which tourism is, is the obvious and everybody sees ed as the doyen of tourism ministers and he's he's very good at it but then listen i something that i don't hear a lot about but i mean you can tell me i think about i feel like jamaica has shown itself to be world class in sport right now g- visiting america throughout my childhood sport is big business right sports sports is huge business and i'm saying we have we have world-class athletes we have world-class cricketers right cricket is i'm big in so Ghana. glad you bring this up because no me. that gets me to talk about the special economic zone tell me we have a special economic zone right here in Caymanas that we're looking to build out mm-hmm. 650 to a thousand acres we're looking for a master developer um and we're doing various things to to help that the government will seed it will bring electricity water broadband to the gate build a custom booth but we want a master developer who will come in and build out the acreage to have people who want to do for instance there's nowhere in the world right now where you can go and go on a 15 or 20 acre lot for three days and suit out your hotel everything you want except for staff mm. we the, this the long supply chains make the Americans and Canadians, I imagine, uh, more fearful of having their supplies of medicines coming from a long distance, whether mm-hmm. it's China or Thailand or India or Japan mm-hmm. or Switzerland. Yes. So we're 75 minutes away from, from Florida. Let us make, when the master developer develops, say, look, put up a pharmaceutical logistics center in Jamaica that serves clearly the Caribbean latin america but importantly you're 75 minutes away from the largest market in the world it's what um president biden and his team are calling near shoring and french shoring mm-hmm. so we have that you mentioned sport that's the caymanus um uh, special economic zone we have four other areas we're thinking of where we put in of course you know the the cricket stadium around there we're making taking up between 300 and 400 acres into a special economic zone so a sports developer can come in and be a master developer as well like i just described mm-hmm. and so somebody's there um looking after somebody takes a, a, a portion of the land to look after baseball mm-hmm. in the in the winter time the baseball people want to practice and 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 basketball people mm-hmm. and whatever else mm-hmm. they have in the united states what we make it we go to the united states investor goes to the united states and looked at exactly what they want mm-hmm. and take it one level higher when you come down here to jamaica this is what you get and you get your baseball down here you get your track and field mm-hmm. you get your soccer you get cricket so we give you 300 acres to develop that then somebody else might say you know i want to be in the, the uh, somebody's already in the in the special economic zone in Kemanas Park. They're doing logistics, but I want to do a special logistics for farmer, mm. farmer development, mm. packaging, whatever else you do, not just the selling and distribution. So we give you another 400 acres. 
to do your 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 farmer special economic zone mm -hmm. and so we go down there'll be one that does that does uh, creative activities so you want to make movies and you want to make music and you want to write books come on down there there's another 400 acres for this and so we have those special economic economic zones being built um, and encourage investors to come in and take it. So, yes, we need to make sure that we have the investment avenues apart from tourism. Yes, um, we have, we're going to get light manufacturing. Businesses are going to manufacture more. Yes. If they're going to sell more, they're going to have to manufacture Absolutely. more. So more manufacturing places will be going in. So we're looking at this grow, and we want to make sure the economic ecosystem, the right regulation, mm -hmm. the regulation that does not impede but enables very often um Raul, i get the, the the complaint especially from millionaires that you guys here I mean you older guys um <laughs> you guys make make rules that look to to stop the three percent of people that do bad things mm -hmm. and all you do is make sure those rules hamper the 97 people yes. who follow the, the law yes they want us to flip our head yes okay flip the thing in your head and say look after the 97 pe mm -hmm. percent of the people who do things so you encourage them to 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 build things and grow and make uh, better business and employ more people at better prices and incidentally the 3% that cross the line, you cut off one foot, mm. figuratively speaking. Mm. You make the law so tough that when you break the law, and justice so sure and possibly swift that when you break the law, you know that there's a cost so you don't bother going down that road. Mm. And if you go down that road on purpose, we're going to deal with you. Mm. But don't let that hamper the 97% of people who really do want to do business. Well, then we'll follow the rules. So we need to a bit flip our head because all our regulations come from a long time ago. And all they do is to say, all right, most people are thieves. Try, try and stop them from stealing. No, you can't build a country that way. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. So, I, I mean, I'm glad you said that because that's a big thing. That's a big thing. I, I want to, if I can talk directly to the, the millennials um, and just addressing some of their concerns in the context of everything that we've spoken about. I mean, the way I'm, I'm seeing it and hearing it, you can, you can tell me your perspective, but I, I, I see a lot of talent in Jamaica. I see, I see web developers. I see content, content creators. I spoke to you about my video crew. That's These right. guys are really talented, right? My uh, office told me how very good they are. They went, clearly they went to check it out before I come. They said, Mr. Hill, they're on YouTube. They have a lot of followers. And I told you as I came in, I told your team, because I want to make sure, you know, the way I manage if something goes well I'm gonna be I'm telling you mm -hmm. that it's good yes so that when I have to tell you it's bad don't worry argue yes <laughs> okay <laughs> credibility right, <laughs> right. <laughs> credibility I mean so my thing is uh, you know building materials of course we spoke about our tourism product we have entertainment product we have all of these things but the important thing about all of these goods and services I mentioned they're tradable right so if you know, I, I tell you a story. So I met in one of the other meetings in Guyana, right? Yes. Talking to the bank. See, Guyana was good for him. <laughs> they, my, we're talking to a, a guy that run a bank down there, yes. right? Managing director. It's like, oh, so t tell us about the experience. What's it been like? I said, boy, you know, it's been interesting. He, he said he had a he had a PR person uh, that worked for the bank for how long or whatever. And he said, 
Exxon Mobil decided they wanted her, right? Um, Exxon just make her fepel five <laughs> times times the salary. Just, just, nothing, just make her offer, which is nothing come, for them. Come, just come, just right? come. Here's the and, money. And, and so when she told him, he was like, "Yeah, man, go." <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And, and car <laughs> and, and, and housing alone and everything but the point is what I'm saying is the opportunity is out there yes the opportunity is out there we spoke about the wage situation in Jamaica but expand your horizons and, and think through okay how what can you offer to the marketplace because I, 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 as much as it, as simple as it might seem mindset I think is important you know because one of the things that you know Guyana in particular and business trips in general have done for me is it's just the perspective you meet these people and it's the same jamaicans and he said no but they're they thriving. behave different they behave differently they're thriving the thing about it is yeah, I, I met one of the lawyers down there man you must have met him mm-hmm. thriving he was with digicel here and really thriving but Many, I, I, by the way, I brought him to the thing. You brought him. I you know exactly him. who you're talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, boy. So, you know, then we have people who are a little bit reticent. Sometimes they just go out and look around and come back, work for a little bit and come back. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I am speaking to you as a non-resident Jamaican for 30 years. There you go. I went away to study. I went to Wall Street. Mm-hmm. I went to Europe. Mm-hmm. I went to Middle East, as I told you. I went to Asia. And 30 years later, I come back. To run NCB at a time, mm-hmm. so and now I'm in government. So I'm saying to you, mm-hmm. I know that there are opportunities next door, um, Guyana first. There are other places that we must look at, and also now, um, our our people, our millennial people, must begin to look at forming a rela- relationships with each other. You guys come together and form a company. Paul and his investors came together and look at Barita, bought it out. Uh, Mike came in and bought, bought out NCB. Mm-hmm. No, no, no doubt using capital, his capital and some of other people's capital. Mm-hmm. So you have to look at doing partnership because the, one of the best invention of Western capitalism is this. Yes the limited liability company. It limits your liability and gives you a chance to participate on the upside in profits. And if you lose your money, you lose your money. Mm. Some people don't like that. They, yeah. They're going as an equity investor and they believe they have a right. Mm. You don't have a right. Mm. You put in your money and the, the options are you win or you lose. Yeah. Sometimes it goes sideways. Yeah. So, but if you, if you loan money, then you're, you can, you're obliged to get it back. But when you are an equity investor, you're going to invest for the upside. But the, you have to give the company time in years to make the money work for you to get back your, your dividends and, and your capital gains. On that point, Mr. if I can just make a little plug, I know that the government of Jamaica has done a lot with like bankruptcy laws over this, you know. And the junior stock exchange that bring in billion, we saved it. Which by the we saved it uh, and also founded it but um we founded it <laughs> and when it was going to be closed we saved it in 2016 the first thing Audley Shaw did when he came in was to make sure the junior stock exchange continued and got its benefits and now billions of dollars have gone to people that would never see equity 
financing in your lives? I mean, I have to give you that, and the numbers bear it out. Uh, even it as out. the main market has 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 been in a bit of a malaise, junior market is up. I looked at numbers this morning. I mean, with twenty percent year to date, numbers you're doing good. all right, numbers right? So, and that's a big deal. That's a big deal. It's and a I, big deal. I have to say, I'm a, I'm a stock market guy. I've I've friends and guys that have done very well as the stock market. And I said, boy, everything I have can be attributed to the stock market. I remember when when you and I used to talk on the radio long ago and far right. away. That's they, right. It was four percent of Jamaicans that were um, shareholders. In the stock we're, market. we're up past ten percent now. Right, which which I mean is still low, but that's a huge, huge move. movement in and the junior market is a big part of, of that. Time. Yes, and yes. the junior market is where they've gone. A big part of that, and 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 and, and it's been a rough year for stock markets internationally, and the oh, Jamaican junior market has been an oasis. We've held up. Yes, and that's a big deal. Um, so I, I I do I do want to I, I I want to acknowledge that, and I but so just coming back to all the conversations that I've had. Uh, I'm going to blend two cardvos. Um I'm going to give you some feedback from some millennials, but I'm going to talk to you directly. And I said, boy, <laughs> Minister, I mean, how, how did you feel, right? Coming in, having done all that you've done, coming to government now, right? And I remember, and I remember we were doing good with the national debt. We, um, you know, we saw past the growth. And I feel like the government was poised to really, because I think for the first time we were coming down it under ninety percent debt to GDP. We, it was amazing in terms of the things that the I have speed. seen in Jamaica. And the speed. So how you feel, Minister, when a hundred once in a century <laughs> pandemic is what is what just crashes into into the Jamaican economy? Let's just talk a bit about. You know, having, I mean, I'm sure after experiencing Oman, you must say, boy, this is a, this is our biggest crisis. Yeah, I have seen. Come it's not going to happen again. I have seen stock um, oil prices go down to $9 yes. per barrel. And remember now, the, the arrangements between the rulers, the ruling families mm. in the Gulf Arab state is that we look after you and you obey. Mm. Well, when we can't look after you, do you continue to obey? Do you see shakiness at that stage? So I've seen that kind yes. of stuff. Seen the pandemic. What I did see though, and if you would think about this, what Andrew Holness has done mm. is simply amazing as a leader. Andrew Holness crafted a cabinet that had the expertise, the youth, the experience, the strength, and he had the perspicacity, the wisdom of a leader to lead people who are able mm -hmm. and who have str strong opinions mm -hmm. and yet he's able to get them together mm -hmm. so that's what kept us together chris tufton is over there doing his health thing um there are those of us who say business can't lock down mm -hmm. there's some of them who say you have to lock it lock it down and in there is the prime minister managing until he came to the point where he said you know that we're not even talking about lockdown anymore. Mm. People are going to have to take responsibility for themselves long before the Europeans and the Americans and even the Asians. <laughs> One big country in Asia still locking down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Andrew Holness moved us away, got our kids back to school, um, and the economy never locked down. We never locked down the economy. We may, we may have had some nights where you had curfew but we never locked down mm. the economy mm. and so that kind of management with the team that he has and 
Jamaicans must realize that leadership matters. I mean, what what Julia Tonis is saying in another side for another thing is that honesty is very different when you have a leader who understands like Winston Churchill in the war. You know, you, you didn't want anybody else. Now they might vote him off right after the war, mm-hmm. but for the war, mm-hmm. <laughs> him was the best man, mm-hmm. okay? And so Andrew Holness and his team have taken us through and his, you have to give Andrew a whole heap of credit because no matter how good you guys are, if Paul Simpson are putting it together and hold it together, mm. the thing now work. The leader matters. The leader matters, leadership matters. So you, I'm giving that, uh, 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 totally to Andrew and you know clearly I am experienced mm-hmm. I'm well trained I have a lot of experience mm-hmm. but I can recognize political leadership yes. uh, in in a man who has done it very well because political leadership when I lead a company okay I have 10 or 12 division heads we meet on a Monday morning or Friday or Wednesday whenever we meet and we decide what we're going to do mm-hmm. the final analysis when we have to go I will make that call if we can't get consensus mm-hmm. and it's a little bit fractious, I have to make that. The box stops with the, the leader. The box stops with the leader, mm-hmm. with the CEO. In politics, this is not the way. Why? Because a political leader has to always be thinking of some kind of consensus. Mm-hmm. Is it consensus in his party, consensus in his cabinet, mm-hmm. consensus across the country that a business leader never has to consider? Mm-hmm. Patrick can decide what he wants over NCBIM can talk to the central bank the central bank will deal with him mm-hmm. or the shareholders will deal with the shares yes okay finish that done that's not how when Andrew Holness makes decisions it could mean life or death for some people mm. do we take the vaccine do we not take the vaccine do we close down do we lock down life and death decisions business people never even come close mm. so when them talk about politician i've been a businessman for mm. 35 40 years them cost but they have a clue what they're talking about mm. not a clue and jamaicans who talk about politicians who are taking bribes and so on everybody's on social media stop talking about that when you see a politician take bribe name him call him out put it on social media call the lawyer stop talking foolishness because politicians work harder than they ever think and they they don't get paid for it i'm telling you i i have been paid extremely well in my life mm-hmm. politicians get peanuts mm-hmm. and it's a shame Okay. No, no, that's not in the party um, manifesto. <laughs> the Prime Minister may have to chop off my foot a bit. But you asked me a question, and that's my honest belief. So, I, have been, I have been both sides in the business and in politics. So the reason I want to give you a bit of space for that is because, I mean, I must say, I, I, I've, given what I've seen, because remember, you know, I mean, I think I heard you quote foreign reserves, not a three billion uh, on, in one of your speeches. I already quote double digit growth numbers in jamaica no markets to come back from what i think you call it precipitous and terrible right but but we're coming back from the pandemic but listen i was born in 1986 right i i've lived through a jamaica that had no growth for a very very long Long time time and you don't want to go back there and i'll say this i'll say this i've lived through a jamaica that was contracting when the rest of the world was booming mm. in the 90s. So, in the Clinton years. When we came to this pandemic, I said to myself, boy, listen, I don't know, you know, I don't know. I mean, the, I, 
I'm, I'm thinking i'm saying boy with that gdp contraction you're probably looking at a debt explosion i don't know what's going yeah, to happen to the currency money at, at, like every day <laughs> so, so i have never did in, not in, a penny in fairness and and that's a big deal that's a big deal and I, I i wanted to give you space to talk about the management of the crisis because in talking to the millennials you did say none of us know the future but there's a lot of talk about recession out there there's a lot of people and i, I you know i think i think i'm i'm duty bound to share what the feedback was yes. and i know you're interested as a Very minister of government the, 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 the outlook is 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 saying boy you know it, it look like we're coming up on a recession so in light of that what does the minister have to say um you know can we prepare w- one interesting quote i heard um sean it was who? churchill he was quoting yeah and he was saying boy never let a good crisis go to waste so he was saying okay if we're going to a recession i mean i don't know how sophisticated he was thinking about it but i did say to some of my colleagues i said listen government of jamaica had cash going into the pandemic you know and that was a big deal right and we were able to utilize that still have cash Uh, so the question is and and this was the question from um from from one of my my colleagues uh, okay never let a crisis go to waste can we if a recession does come can we exploit that to the benefits of the country how are you thinking about it as minister um are, are you sitting there shivering scared about a recession or are you constructive um what are what, are, what is your thought process? first of all i never operate my life from fear mm. anytime you operate from fear fear or someone else controls you mm. so you cannot do that deal with the the assessment that is before you and make decisions. The problem is that people don't like to make decisions. Mm. They prefer to make other people make decisions for mm-hmm. them. So, so if you are in the decision-making business, make decisions. On the issue of the recession coming and what do we do? One of the things that I, I was at the British High Commission this morning, the British Investment Institute, I think, BII, is coming back to Jamaica after leaving for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jamaican investors, two of our biggest investors, I was there at British High Commission for another event about three weeks ago. Two of our biggest business houses took me aside and said, you know, we, are, we feel so confident about Jamaica that this year we're going to put in billions of dollars investment in the country. We believe this is a place to go. Many people who, even in Guyana and the rest of the Caribbean, we know people from all over the Caribbean who are coming to Jamaica and said, Jamaica is where we want to be to invest. Jamaican government seems to be going the right way. No matter what other, other people, the investors are coming to Jamaica from across, certainly across CARICOM and even wider field. Mm-hmm. So we believe that we will be buoyant. We're not borrowing extra money. Mm-hmm. And we have... We have still, even if the biggest market goes in recession, in that market, we as Jamaicans must find niches 
Because, you know, we're not talking about 300 million people or 30 million people. We're talking about 3 million people. So we must be smart enough. You and your young friends must be smart enough. Get on a plane. Get on, get on the internet. Uh, look on what you can sell on YouTube and sell to niches in that very big market because even if it goes in a recession, it's still a very rich country. So we should not be fearful. And then, of course... Guyana is there, which is because as long as Mr. Putin is prosecuting his war, oil is going to be an issue. Mm-hmm. Okay? Guyana has plenty. Guyana has plenty. Guyana has no money to build out its other resources, timber resources, water resources, you know, hospitality, all things that they're not going to stop because the recession is going, because they have a small population that can handle it. So we look at where we go and where do we sell our products. So you even in the hardest of times you find opportunities and that's what we have to do so tell your millennial friends who are young and strong and bright and well trained that's what they must do and you know i don't know what you think in a sense i i I thank you for that but i i mean i'm looking at opportunity in ghana and i'm saying those guys are on track to suck away 20 billion us dollars in cash right in, in their, cash in, in their resource fund come 2027 for perspective everything we are produce in jamaica for the entire <laughs> year is 14 and a half right on, on in a good year so those guys will be able to so between now and now and there uh Raul, you know how much opportunities we have it's huge let's not even argue get dressed beat up get some nice uh, cologne put on by yourself and go down there Absolutely. go work and work hard and come back here quickly and work here so too in other words Invest. you have to make sure that you're flexible and you're doing well or you produce things from here and sell down there and and uh, that's what i wanted to do is it is is it fair to look on it and say boy you know so they need to they, they need to do a lot of construction we do build building material in jamaica maybe we can ship building material down look, there man we have the special economic zone the logistics this must be the logistics hub when ghana needs whatever they use mm-hmm. marla whatever they use limestone limestone whatever, whatever cement yeah. and so on because the draft in the demerara river is about six meters mm. it's very very shallow mm. so this must be the logistics center and you send the, the everything down there and mm. then they can move a small amount until they're, they're going to build ports yeah. another four or five years uh, you won't recognize mm-hmm. uh, uh, the demerara a port area mm-hmm. be very different mm-hmm. but until then there's a lot of opportunity and until then those are the years of recession what recession exactly that's what i'm saying these guys turn up turn up turn up the logistics center right here in jamaica come together as a team and listen man stop talking about it you go down there and you them need sheets go sell the sheets sell the sheets sir. Okay, the move the product. If you get it, it here, half, and if you 50%. get it in the special economic zone, you don't pay any tax. So you can build buy the, buy a whole container, rebox it here to five for five hotels. You don't pay any any tax on it or duty because it's in the free zone, and you ship it out. And listen, 
or brothers make their you money. Want me, you want me to say anything else more? <laughs> said enough, no. <laughs> yeah, no, I, we, we're definitely coming down to it. And I mean, I think, I just, I think there's a good two-way opportunity. And our brothers... Yes, remember, money. it's not just one way. Mm-hmm. It's two-way. Mm-hmm. Guyana must find things. They sell us a lot of rice. Yeah. We sell them right now until they make their refined. We sell them a lot of heavy, heavy, heavy diesel. We sell them a lot of fuel. Mm-hmm. It's one of our biggest exports to Guyana. Okay. So we need to do that. We're now looking to buy our oil from them as a, as a safe place to get oil from in the region. Mm-hmm. And so we have to have trade. We buy a lot of rice from them. If we're, if the richer we get, we're going to eat more and better stuff. So we'll buy more from them. So it must be a two-way trade. When they make that money, they're going to need somewhere to invest it. And they're going to need some place to invest it. Yeah. Where, where, you remember how you invest? Where you can get out your money. Yes. That's the test of a good investment destination or a good uh, place to put your money. Can I get it out? Mm. And Jamaica has, as you know, free Purpose flow, no, no, no currency restrictions. No issues. Minister, thank you very much. What a pleasure. Thank you so much, Rod, for having me on. Yeah, man. You know, I must, I must tell you this. Um, about a month ago, I was meeting with the British High Commission. Mm-hmm. And after many years, we actually had a positive trade balance for a period of time, including the current time, with Britain. Really? Yeah. Well, once we used to have, when we used to export a lot of sugar. Yeah. And then, of course, we didn't. So we bought their cars, we bought their everything, mm-hmm. and we didn't sell very much. So Britain is a place, and you, you have a, a lot, a strong diaspora in Britain and they want Jamaican products and so it's a good place to export to. Atlanta is a city we should focus on. Lots of Jamaicans there. Florida of course, Miami and Fort Lauderdale region, even Miramar, all all over the place. You go to New York, big, big Jamaican uh, uh, diaspora and in Canada. On the East Coast. So there are many other places that we must focus on in terms of exporting that we can go. And then, of course, we have the Caribbean. We have the Caribbean. There's nothing wrong with taking on Trinidad. Trinidad has been selling a lot of stuff to us. We can we can invest and sell to Trinidad and Barbados. There's nothing wrong with that at all. We have just taken them off and, and just decide that we mustn't. Well, I see more and more Jamaicans going. I, I was talking to John Mafood. John Mafood is all over the Caribbean selling his uh, Caribbean teas and so on. Mm-hmm. And he's recommending that Jamaicans go to the Caribbean. And I'm right there recommending with him. So we're not giving up on any place. <laughs> China is, is not a big enough importer of us. We buy a lot from them. They buy a few things from us. But why we shouldn't be selling more to China and India? So we must have, when you get a focus on export, you begin to say, where can I go? Yeah. Where must I go? But if you're never thinking about it or talking about it or invest towards it, you don't go anywhere. Mm. So yeah, I'm go- you're going to hear me a lot. Remember, if you invite me to your funeral, I'm going <laughs> to find a way to talk about exports. <laughs> you've just listened to an episode of the burrito podcast the burrito podcast is available on all burrito's social media platforms if you'd like to invest with burrito investments limited visit our website at burrito.com or contact us at 876-926-2681 to get started